And good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor. It's uh, Thursday the 13th of July. Uh, I see that we've got uh, heat waves around the Mediterranean up to 50 degrees centigrade. Um, we don't have that down in Cornwall, although the rain goes by and then it's sunny, so it's not too bad. And I'm still out on the golf course. Paul, how are you? That's fine. Yeah. Weather's hot, hot, hot. I wish the mining business was too. No, mining's still a bit tough. Well, it's nice to see silver well over $24 again. Uh, that's a, a commodity that we like. And gold is also up pretty strong. 1961, uh, two commodities that we would certainly have on our buy list, aren't they, Paul? That's right. Uh, but they are cautioned. The technical analysts are uh, very much cautioning uh, investors about the price of, of the gold in particular, in, in that it's not backed by fundamentals, but all by the move in the US dollar over the last week. Anyway, uh, but we, we've talked about that on many of our podcasts. There's not a lot of news out there today, so it'll be quite a quick one, I think. Maybe worth mentioning Kenmare. They've had Q2s, haven't they? Yes, they sure have. Kenmare, the mineral sands producer in East Africa, quoted on AIM, heavy mineral concentrate production was down by 10% uh, in comparison to a year ago at, at 318,900 tons. Ilmenite production uh, led that with a 9% fall of 20 to 20, 221,000 tons, but Zircon also even lower at a 15% decrease uh, in production to 11,000 tons. They have updated their Ilmenite production guidance for the year to be something right around a million tons of Ilmenite to be produced, but they have no change in their Zircon. Uh, rutile uh, or total concentrates cash costs. So, and they have seen in the marketplace that there is some softening now uh, because of slower than hoped for Chinese activity in a softening in the in spot zircon prices below the contracted levels. So, uh, it is very much a, a, a mixed bag of the results here for Kenmare, but their net cash position has increased uh, to 42 million. Yeah, I mean, mineral sands is, is a commodity that a lot of people tend not to really focus on, but actually it's it's a, it's not a bad commodity because often if it's uh, washed up on a beach, so to speak, the sea keeps replenishing it. Your resource keeps going on forever, doesn't it? It is obviously price sensitive, but it can be a really cash generative business. And we probably don't spend enough time looking at it. And some of the things that they're mining out of the mineral sands are becoming more and more important. Yes, that's right. And that's where the uh, it's the active beach sands which are being mined, whereas uh, mines like Kenmare's, they're uh, uh, mining the what are the paleo dunes, is that areas that uh, had been uh, previously uh, uh, enriched um, in uh, those minerals, but are no longer actively being replenished. Yeah, but that's why we like it, isn't it? The wellhead down in South Africa, because that is actively replenished. That's right, very much. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, what else do you like to just briefly touch on? I say it's very itsy-bitsy, not much in the UK, but pick a couple, Paul. Yeah, we've got their global lithium, uh, their MANA uh, lithium project on uh, pegmatite discovery. They now have a really, appears to be a really significant uh, hard rock rare earths uh, discovery there in Australia on the same property. 
they're going to call that the rare earths portion of the business uh, there on the property, uh, the Cardinia Rocks Project. And the petrographic evidence on these high-grade assays indicates that the mineralogy and metallurgy is uh, conducive to uh, recovery, the primary one mineral being bastnasite, which is the primary uh, global um, rare earth mineral that is uh, mined and processed. But we're looking at some uh, grades in some uh, uh, results, uh, initial results over a two kilometer strike length of about uh, things like 29 meters at 0.65% heavy minerals or uh, things like 11 meters at over 1% in another hole, for instance. So there is something really significant here. And they have identified as well, there's a parallel trend uh, as well uh, that of uh, at least eight kilometers they have yet to test. Now, one to watch, I think, is what they'd say, boom. Okay, yes, that's uh, right. one pick, pick one other and then we'll call it a day. Yeah, uh, London quoted Castillo Copper had a pit optimization study done on their big one uh, project there in the Mount Isa district of Queensland. That's a high grade copper near surface situation, relatively small tonnage at this stage, but still open ended at depth. Uh, Two million tons in the overall resource. And it looks like they can extract about a third of that with really high margins uh, via open pit. So about 6,600 tons of contained copper at well over 1% uh, uh, would be mineable there. So it's definitely something that they'd like to find a joint venture partner on now in order to progress it toward uh, short-term uh, production, actually. So one to watch for sure. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll call it a day there. And uh, actually, I won't be doing it tomorrow morning. You'll be back with Paul, but uh, uh, the podcast will be back tomorrow. Very good.